So I enjoy the uh, cardboard, cardboard testimonies. They, uh, they're powerful. Um, some people, are, a lot of people have a hard time talking in, in public and saying the right words. And this time, they just don't, they just don't stand up and rattle, although some people do, do an excellent job. But they, they spend time with words thinking about uh, and praying over what they should put down on those, on those cardboard testimonies. And, and when, you, when you read those things, those are miracles in people's lives. We should never take them lightly. They are, everybody's got a testimony. And, and however God, whatever he pulled you out of and, and took you from, that is a miracle that happened in your life. And, and some of them, is, well, some of them are really powerful. They're all powerful. They're all powerful. No, how, no matter how deep in sin you were or, or wherever you were, we were all buried in sin, just different types of sin. And it's a powerful thing what, what God's done. And, and, and this, I, I'm amazed uh, uh, how he changes so many lives uh, in this church. And, and he just continued to pick us up and, and changes us over and over again. Uh, this morning's sermon, is, it's called uh, Waterfalls of Joy. And... Uh, I'm going to start with the, uh, in John, just a second here, of the woman of the well. And now, uh, a lot of people say, well, the woman, a, lot, a lot of you don't even know who the woman of the well is, but it's in John chapter 4, and we're just going to do just a couple of verses on it. But this is a lady that lived in shame. We know that she had several husbands, and we know that she had several issues because she would come to the, to the well to draw water when nobody else was around. She was a lady that... that thought better to be by herself than to be with her peers because she knows the ridicule and the looks that she might receive. She was a lady that was torn apart. But there happened to be a, a God-man by the well that day. And Brad's going to play Jesus right over here. Jesus, come over here. Michelle's playing the woman at the well. Now people look at this and they'll say, well, Jesus sent his disciples off into town to, to pick up some uh, McDonald's or something. But see, Jesus knows everything that's going on. And Jesus knows that this woman needed some privacy. And Jesus knew the exact moment she was going to come to him. And he knew exactly what she needed. And if, if she would have saw people around the well, there's a good, good chance she would have just waited till they left. So in all his wonderful love and grace and perfection... He sends his disciples off to do what only he can do. Speak to a heart with terrible pain, with issues, just like we have. But when Jesus speaks to us, our hearts are open and we listen. And things change. And who you were is not who you are anymore. And we'll find out, if you go on and read the scriptures, that this particular woman, as, as Jesus talked to her and, and just gave her a complete love. She would run off and become an evangelist just a matter of moments. And that is a miracle because she never wanted to be around people. More or less go talk to men and tell them about the Messiah. I'm not, go ahead guys, I'm not on up here. Go ahead, John. The Holy Spirit is like a waterfall. In other words, that's the, the whole message this morning is this Holy Spirit that's in us. And it says the Holy Spirit is like a waterfall that fills its pool with joy. As the waterfall pours down, it, it fills the bottom with a great joy. Reaching the congregation, that's you. That's the Holy Spirit reaching. You're the pool. You're the congregation. He reaches out to us. 
It springs up like a fountain. This Holy Spirit that's within us, and, and as Jesus died for us to give us this Holy Spirit, it, once we have it, it springs up like a beautiful pool. I mean, if you've ever been to our waterfalls and, and you watch the beauty of that waterfalls, when we was in Alaska a few several years ago, we were at this place called Tracy Arms, and there wasn't one waterfalls. There was many, and they were thousands of feet high. And they were coming out of the mountains, and it's beautiful with icebergs, blue icebergs all over the, the ocean. It was absolutely breathtaking. It was just beautiful. And that's how the Holy Spirit is within us, and that's how we should look to the world. Something beautiful, because a miracle has happened into your life. God died that we may become beautiful because of him. So this Holy Spirit, a waterfall that fills its pool with joy, reaching the congregation, it springs up like a fountain. The beauty, the miracles, the excitement of it, and the amazing love to bear witness to our glorious God. And in 1 John, or John rather, 4, 13 and 14, it says, Jesus answered, everyone who drinks from this water will be thirsty again. That's, that's the physical life. If, if you're looking for the physical life, to complete you, to fill you, then you will never find it. You will never find it. Because it can't fulfill your heart, the hole in your heart. It takes Christ, it takes the Messiah to fill that. And he says in 14, as he's talking to this lady, he says to her, but whoever drinks the water I give, them will never first thirst. Indeed, the water I give. Twice, he says, I give. Only Jesus can give us this eternal life. And that water is the word of truth, the word that we live by. The water I give, that, then, we'll, then we'll become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So this beautiful waterfalls of love, it flows from the cross. It flows up unto us. And as we accept it, we're in this beautiful ocean that is just a miracle that I'm even here. It's a miracle God even welcomed a fool like me. It's a miracle that God changes us. It is something we never, ever dreamed we could be. And as you look upon that beautiful cross and you picture it as this beautiful waterfalls, it continues to change you. And you become more like him. Pretty soon the waterfalls and the pool are all one. And Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life.
Go ahead, John. As, as this wonderful lady, lady of shame, talks with Jesus, something overpowers her. And it's called God. And as she talks with him and communicates with him, her fear of, of the world is starting to slip away. She's becoming very, very wonderfully made differently. She's beginning to understand that, that this man that's sitting in front of her is truly God. And he truly loves her. And he truly wants the best for her. And as they start to separate and she starts to leave, she doesn't leave in anguish or, or, or fear or any doubt. She leaves with a brand new joy. A joy that she has missed in her life. A hope that she had not had. But a joy. A joy so fulfilling that she will now face all the people, all her accusers. And not to ridicule them or, or face them, but, but to show them a powerful love that she has now received. And because she received that love, she wanted to share it. She's become that, that beautiful waterfalls in that pool. She's become one with Christ. And she would run off into town and do exactly what we're supposed to do. Share the joy of the Lord. Christmas season is coming up on us and this is the time that we should share joy. One of the things I, I really think people struggle with is joy. They, they, they confuse it with feelings and emotions or, or happiness, which joy can be a part of happiness, but it's more than that. It's something deep within our lives that no matter what's going on in our lives, my joy comes from knowing Christ is in my life, not all the things that are surrounding my life. So no matter what takes place, my joy should not be destroyed. Now the world will try to, to, to steal your joy. Quit living within the world and live for Christ. You met him. You met him just like the woman at the well. You needed something. He offered it to you. Now you have that choice. What will you do? Will you let the joy that you just found disappear? Or will you turn and go give that joy out in returning giving you more joy because of the miracles you see in God's 
giving in every of these lives you give it to. Thank you, too. Hang on a minute. You guys are just going to be up here the whole time. Is that all right? <laughs> Why would anyone run from the waterfall of joy that we've been talking about? Dear Heavenly Father, as we come before you this morning, I thank you for joy. I thank you for a, a picture of this beautiful waterfalls. Father, and, and we're right there with you. That it's so beautiful, it's, it's hypnotizing to the world. Father, we ask that as we leave here today that we will know the joy that you have given us an opportunity to grab a hold of. It's in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Why would anyone run from the waterfall of joy? See, if, if, if you've been this lady and you've, you've come in contact with Christ, and why in the world would you turn around and go back to the dark waters of sin? You've seen beauty. You've seen the light. You've seen the glory of God. He has poured out joy and hope and love within you. How in the world can you turn around and jump out of that pool of glorious water and jump right back into the darkness, the black, thick muck of sin? How does that happen? You can't. You should never be able to do that. It's that same that caused the quest to find joy in the first place. See, you, you, you have a quest. You're, you're struggling like this lady, and she doesn't even know anything. She's just coming to get her bucket full, and she's going to fill her heart with what she needs. Go ahead, John. You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. See, our joy is going to have hardships. Our hopes are going to have hardships. But we're called to endure them. To not let your joy be stolen, but to endure them. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of the life. We spend too many hours, too, many, too much time entangling ourselves with the world. And we need to cease that. If you find yourself entangled with the things of the world more than the things of God, you're upside down. Your scale is off. Some of you have spent a lot of time strangling with the world. And I mean you're trying to strangle it. Or it's trying to strangle you. Stop it! You cannot have the joy that God wants us to have if you're so entangled with the world. Just stop it right now. Let Christ's joy fulfill you. Let it be this pool, this fountain springing up that others will take notice. No one engaged in warfare entangles themselves and strangles themselves with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Go ahead, please. Adulterous and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is an enemy with God? See, this, this wonderful lady, she was an enemy of God until she came and she met with him. And he talked with her. And she turned and made the choice to accept that. And her joy was fulfilled that day. Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of this world makes himself an enemy to God. Or do you think that the Scripture says in vain, the Spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? Go ahead, John. 
My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into the various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Your faith, your joy, it all will be tested, Christians, children of God. But we're to be endure them. We're called to endure them. That the Holy Spirit works deep within us. That we may be a miracle to others. Go ahead, John. Jesus over you. What does joy mean? Everybody say that. What's joy mean? Jesus what? Jesus over you. That's what joy is. Can you remember that? When somebody, throughout this holiday season, we were at Lowe's the other day, and me and Vicky was looking for something about joy, and we found this big, beautiful thing. It was huge. It would fill the stage up. And Vicky said, how much? And the guy said, $1,200. She said, she was playing around. She said, I've lost my joy. <laughs> and there was a lady standing off, a little younger than us, not much younger, come running over to Vicky. She you haven't lost your joy. Jesus is your joy. And Vicky just patted her on the back and just loved her up. Amen. It does something. See, God's got people working everywhere. Just like the woman at the well, this lady runs over and says, Jesus is your joy in Lowell's. We're to do it everywhere we go. Amen? Jesus over you is joy. Jesus. Everybody say that. Jesus over you. That's your joy. Accept your joy. Quit playing with the world. Go ahead, please. Every time we give in to the Holy Spirit working joy results. Amen? When you, when you hear these wonderful people up here singing, and don't give them a hand, will you? Thank you. And I know don't, they, don't pre, they don't want that, but I love them. They work hard, and they do it for one reason, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. What they do up here brings me great joy, doesn't it, you? It just brings me great joy. When you bring out these cardboard testimonies, it brings me joy. See, that's a joy. Joy can come with tears. You know that? Some of the best joys you have come with tears. That's what joy is. It's not an emotion. It's not a feeling. It's the love of Christ in you. Every time we give the Holy Spirit workings, every time we allow him to fill us up and we're just swimming around, or some of us may be on a raft in that beautiful pool, Joy results. Amen? You don't get joy when you're dealing with people and fighting and arguing, doing all kinds of things or, or worrying about the next whatever it is in your life. Your joy starts to flee, but when you turn it over to Christ, your joy remains. Go ahead, John. You cannot die righteous if you never live righteous. Let me read that again. I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why God wrote me, told me to write that down. I told Brooks this morning, I don't even know why I wrote this down, but God told me that I did it. You cannot die righteous if you've never lived righteous. Ray had a high school friend die of heroin overdose this week. Brown County is full of heroin. It's full of heroin. These young kids, they're not really young kids, they're in their 20s. They're being hypnotized. They're being everything you can think of by Satan. Drugs is sorcery and witchcraft. It's called pharmakia, which are word pharmaceutical. It's playing with Satan himself. 
And as Ray was looking at some of the people that were writing about it, and the one thing he kept telling, he kept saying, they're saying, fly high. That's what he's fly high. What in the world does that mean? What in the world does these drug addicts understand that somebody just died and he's not flying high? See, that's the mentality that you deal with. If you have not lived a righteous life, if you have not accepted Christ in your life, how in the world do you expect to die with a righteous life? It's not going to happen. You can say fly high all you want to, but you're flying low. No one can work up the eternal waterfall of joy. Joy comes from Christ, not the material things in our life. Go ahead. Therefore, we do not lose heart. We don't lose heart when things come upon us, even though our outward man is perishing. Even though my body hurts, even though the, I can't see, I, I hurt all the time, I don't lose heart. In fact, I'm not too sad about it at all because I know I'm closer to going home. Even though the outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. See, that joy that the woman at the well had, it is in me, and it continues to be renewed every day when I open up the Word of God. When I tell somebody about Jesus Christ, when I let the things of the world go, if we will spend more time talking about Jesus and less time about the worldly things, my goodness, this world would be better off, wouldn't it? I'm never going to change somebody's mind. That's God's job. My job is to love people, to love Christ, and to let my joy be seen. For our light affliction, affliction which is but for a moment, is working for us far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now over and over again, they're, they're continually reminding you, this young lady that, that left Jesus, she quit looking at the things that were destroying her life. And she looked to the things that were bringing her life. Amen? Spend time with Jesus. Just spend time with Jesus. Just spend time with Jesus. And the more time you spend with Jesus, the more your life will change. And some of you say, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's because you're not spending time with Jesus. Or maybe you've, you've had your moment at the well and you, and you turned around and you walked a different way. I'm asking you this morning to, to allow Jesus to speak to your heart. To allow him to bring joy to your life. Not change you for a moment, but for eternal. Go ahead, John. Psalms 35. Let's all stand for a moment. And read after me, please. For his anger is but... For a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You may be seated. For his anger is but for a moment. These people think God doesn't get angry, or God is, he's a jealous God. He loves us. 
And when he sees us doing things that are going to be hurtful for our life, he'll allow you to know that. But his favor is for life. What he allows us to have, what he allowed the the woman at the well to have is eternal life. Not just for a few years, but eternal life. You know what? I've got a new body coming. Amen? He's going to be skinny and tall. My knees are going to work where I can jump and be out play him basketball back there, Braden. He doesn't believe that. But I got Pacific, I have Pacific instructions to the Lord. You know, I really don't care what I get. <laughs> I'm just going to be in heaven. Amen? I'm just going to be in heaven. This young man that died of heroin overdose, 20-some years old, he's not going to be in heaven. His friends that are saying that he's flying high, they're not going to be in heaven. You cannot live an ungodly life and never accept Christ in your life and expect to die and be, live in front of a righteous Lord the rest of your life. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You're fooling yourself and Satan is telling you that preacher doesn't know anything. You're doing just fine. You're not doing just fine. Come to the water. Get yourselves good and wet. Go ahead, please. To find joy, that's a challenge for the week. To find joy, not through worldly pleasures, that can be taken, but by a Savior with enough love to fill your heart, your life with waterfalls of joy. It's a challenge for you this week. If you're finding joy in, in just the things that you you're able to accept or, or grab a hold of? Or if, if, if getting off of, of whatever it is, if it, everything about your life is just turning it around that, that addiction's got you or, or any kind of addiction, I'm not just talking about drugs, I'm talking about any kind of addiction, work addiction, any kind of addiction that's got a hold of you. That's a God to you. That's an idol. And it needs to be turned around. To find joy not through worldly pleasures that can be taken. Just a health issue with me. One more health issue and my business may be able to, I have, may have, have to sell it away or give it away. Just another health issue and it's gone. It's gone. And so I, have I put all my joy or my so-called joy into my business? Have I put all my joy is that I'm going to beat this addiction and then when I beat it, Everything's going to be okay. Is is that where you've put your joy? It won't work. Your joy has to be in Jesus Christ. You have got to be in that pool of beautiful water and allow him to be your joy. And then everything about your life changes. Addiction, whatever it might be, all of a sudden changes. This woman at the well, she was addicted to men. She was addicted to sin. But one encounter with Jesus Christ, not several encounters, but one encounter with Jesus Christ, send her off to be an evangelist. Amen? So you can't, you can't tell me that God's not enough for you because it was enough for the woman at the well. It was enough to take a scared little woman into the arms and all the people in town. That was the last thing on her mind that day when she got out of bed. 
She was waiting and counting the time to go get her water for the day, waiting till the other women left. And then she went, and Jesus knew it and met her right there. See, Jesus knows that you need your bucket full. He knows. And he's right there waiting on you. To find joy, not through worldly pleasures that can be taken, but by a Savior with enough love to fill your life with the waterfalls of joy. anybody leave this morning without joy amen I don't want you to leave without joy I don't want you to leave thinking that you've missed something you don't you don't have to 
God is real. Amen? He loves you with great passion. He proved it on the cross. He loves you. He calls us all the same, all the same. You come to him. You accept what he's telling you by faith. And we turn and we follow him. We follow him. Let's bow our heads for a moment, please. Lord, Father, I'm asking you today, Father, that, you, that those sitting here without joy, without the joy of Christ, that turmoil is destroying their life. Father, I'm asking that you lay in their heart a love they have never felt before. And Lord, before they walk out the doors of this church today, they will come, speak to me, get here on their knees, and ask you to come into their life. If you've never asked Jesus Christ in your life, I'm going to give you an opportunity, and you can repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask you to come in my life and save me. I know I'm a sinner, but Lord, I'm asking you to be the Lord of my life. That the joy that's been talked about today, that I may have that joy for the first time in my life. But Lord, allow me to receive it. Father, allow me to be a Christian, a child of God, that I might go out this day and claim you as my Savior. Father, would you save me? If you've done that, then I'm telling you, if you've done it with your heart, then Christ saved you. And what we do from that point on is to give God glory for that. Because he's the one that deserves the glory. These testimonies they gave you this morning was giving glory to God for what he had done in their life. And I'll tell you, there's someone here this morning that needs to allow God to do miracles in you. Whether you've been in a, in a church for 40 years or one day, God needs to, he wants to do miracles in you. Will you allow him to do it today? Brooke, go ahead and play. And as Brooke's playing, if you just want to come up and bow and just pray for a little bit more, and then we'll close. The altar is a wonderful thing. It brings freedom to us when we do it right.
Let's bow our heads and just pray for a few minutes, will you please? Keep singing, Brooke. Lord, thank you so much for this beautiful day you've given us. This is a special time of year. Every day is a special day. But this is extra special coming up. And I uh, just want to thank you for your son Jesus for lighting up our path in life so we will not get lost and wander astray. And remember, these children up here we saw, I want everybody to know that we need to keep that childlike faith. It's so awesome. Just don't be distracted by the world. We, we just, just have faith. So as we go today, go in peace, and till we meet here again, may God's grace and mercy be with you. In Jesus' name, amen.